0: Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Spencer to talk about Hearts 2-0 win over Motherwell. We preview Rangers on Saturday, can we go top of the league? And we talk Scotland. Can Scotland qualify for their first World Cup since nineteen ninety eight? How are we this week, guys? Yeah, good. Good.
1: Uh, just about recovered from, from last weekend there. Um but aye. Aye, not too bad. Not too bad yourself.
0: Eh, uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, just um, as as you say, recovered from the Scotland game and that I'm, I'm not
1: talking about that. I'm talking about from the fight. I'm f- Scotland. Oh,
0: oh, fight boxing. This isn't a boxing podcast, Gordon. <laughs> come on, come on. We trade enough blows. <laughs> well, well, that is very true. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually still recovering from hospitality. I, I was told reports that I was um, that I'd enjoyed myself. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, if 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 you know me. You know that i like to enjoy myself i wouldn't say anything about control of beer or anything you know what i'm
1: fine you don't even drink beer
0: yeah i know yeah you your yeah is it dark fruits you you're 40 are we wine I'm, I'm not wanting a sponsorship but you know if, if strombo dark fruit want to sponsor me
1: sponsor sponsor the podcast
0: yep yeah, we're there we're there for it exactly exactly
1: you can drink it though i'm not interested
0: Well, you can just have the normal strombo
1: I'm not a cider person. I never, I never really have been a cider person. It's, uh, I like a good lager. I like my spirits, but uh, no, I've never, I've never quite been a a cider guy.
0: One guy that is a cider person is Spencer. He's on the show this week. Spencer, how, how are you?
1: I'm
2: actually a teetotaler, I'm afraid. <laughs> Aye, right. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, we'll actually start the show. I mean, we'll go back a couple of weeks. Um, obviously with the international break, two 0 win over Motherwell at Tincastle. Um, good performance overall. Yeah, I think I think the first half we blew them away. Um, I thought our
1: intensity was really good. I thought we the way we moved the ball was excellent. Um, scored two goals, could have scored a few more. But no, I thought we were really, really good in that first half and um you know it was it was two 0 going on four or five if we're being honest. I think if we had maybe got that third goal we probably would have went on actually and, and, and certainly scored a lot more. But um credit to Motherwell because I thought, you know, they came kinda of back into the game a little bit and um you know, they kinda of gave us the test that we, we expected that that they probably would have. But I think um, I thought we were really good first half in particular. As I say, um, you know I think to get a penalty and a goal within two minutes when you're already on a roll anyway, is uh, is exactly what you need. We um, when Tyne Castle's absolutely kind of bouncing, which which I thought it was against Motherwell. It's it makes it's such a huge advantage for us, and when you get a goal inside two minutes, and that's why I, I'm always keen for us to actually start very very quickly. Um, especially in you know your your traditional three o'clock games against some other against an Aberdeens, a Kamarics, whoever, start quickly and get the get the crowd on on side and, and get an early goal and, and it'll make your life a lot easier. I think that we seen against Livingston that kind of we went about twenty minutes before we got our first goal. There was a little bit of kind of discontent in, in the crowd and but I thought you know to get to get an early goal. I mean that's how we were so good in 5 six. You know we used to blow teams away in the first half. Um, I'd like to see us get back to that that type of football, um, where we come out all guns blazing, and um, and then you can sort of defend after that. But as I said, first half excellent and um, and really encouraging.
2: Yeah, we really bossed the game in the first half. Of the midfield did a wonderful job. Uh, Mackay was brilliant. I have to say, I was being really impressed with him. Uh, I think the penalty was a little bit soft at the start of the game, but we'll take it. So, um. But yeah, I thought it could have been a lot more at half time. What pleased me most about the game overall, if you look at the players we brought off the bench, Halliday, Haran, Mackay, Stephen, and then you look at the ones that never came off the bench, and uh, Walker, uh, Nondalee, and Janelle, it just shows you the strength and depth of the, the squad. You know, We have a uh, a lot of players for every position now, which is good, so if there is any injuries, you know, we can be well covered. And also the players that didn't come on could easily have made a big difference in that game and might be... And could make a difference at a place like Ibrox this weekend, which we'll talk about later
0: on. Is it, is it good, Spencer, that we've got that strength and depth? Something we've not had for, you know, a good, you know, probably about 10 years, actually, when you think about it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're well covered in every position. So I think you guys discussed it last week. If we did have a an injury horror show, uh, we'd, be, we'd be well covered. Um, there, there's players in there I would like to see get some more game time. But when you're playing as well as we are, it's very hard to change things. I would like to see Nondley get a bit more game time. I think he would be a handful at Ibrox, actually. I think that's the sort of game we could use him, the big guy up front. I don't know if Robbie will. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Obviously, I'd like to see Janelli get a bit more game time as well. I think he's a, a quality player. Uh, but when you know people like Mackay are playing as well as they are, it's hard to change the team at the moment.
1: Yeah, I don't think the penalty was soft, just, just going back to that. I thought it was a penalty. Uh, maybe looked slightly soft at the time, but I think when you see it back, you know, it's a bit Kamikaze from, um, what's, what's the, uh, the mother well keeper's name? Kelly. Kelly, that was it, it was on the tip of my tongue, I was going to say Kelly, but I was like, mm. um, he had a forgettable afternoon, I think, Um, yeah, so why you would rush, I mean, because Boyce was never actually going to get to the ball, it was a pretty poor pass to feed him anyway, and then, you know, he just wipes him out, and as I said, you give Hearts the perfect start, and, Obviously, Kingsley's free kick was sensational. Again, you can maybe question the goalkeeper's positioning for that, but it was a top strike. And um, and as I said, you know, I, I really thought Hearts would have went on and, and maybe scored a few more and, and turned Motherwell over. But I, again, credit to them because they came back into the second half a little bit, asked a few questions, and, and, and it was brilliant to see us stand up to it because I think previously we might have maybe conceded the goal, possibly might have ground the game out, but, you know, I would... I'd much rather see us win comfortably two nil, than you know be hanging on, um, nervy. Because I mean, when we missed the penalty for the third, they broke away, and and Craig Gordon made a a good save, and uh, and we got a bit fortunate where the ball landed that there wasn't a Motherwell player tapping it in. But you know, you ride your luck at times, and I thought maybe in that second half we slightly did. But again, I think this Hearts team is is it's made of really good characters. I think there's there's a bit of a steelness about them and um, I think we've seen that lately, you know, coming coming to kind of the forte. You know, I think the the performances have been getting better and better and, you know, when you're at home against um, against sides like Livingston and Motherwell, you know, and to score five goals and concede none is very, very positive and I think, you know, th- th- where we are at the moment, uh, it is difficult to, to have asked for a better start. Although, I argue that maybe some of the results earlier in the season could have been. But where we are now, I'm pleased and I think, you know, we've got a really good chance against some really decent sides coming up. And it'll be interesting to see how we finish finish the month because I think there's a, a real good opportunity
0: for Hearts to kind of cement their place at the top of the league. We do have a difficult sort of few games coming up, Gordon. I mean, it is it about trying to, you know, play the same way. Will will we play the same way at Ibrox come this coming Saturday or will we, you know, do what we done at Parkhead in the League Cup? Yeah,
1: I I, I don't see him um I, I see him changing. I think he'll go to a back three. I would I think Suter will come back in. I think he'll keep Taylor Moore in there, who's been excellent um the last two games. It would be very harsh if we dropped him. I think although Cochrane's played really well, um I think he'll move Kingsley to kinda left full back um, wouldn't be surprised if Haran comes into the team um, alongside um, Devlin and, and Benny it's difficult to say whether or not he keeps Mackay in because I mean Mackay's been excellent or he maybe keeps him on the bench and maybe tries to when the game gets a little bit stretched later on maybe brings these guys on I think he'll start with Nandale and Boyce and I think he'll he, you know, as Spencer said earlier on I just think that was what he wanted to do at Parkhead earlier in the season I think he'll do it, do it this time as well and it'll be interesting to see if it works or not I watched Rangers against Hibs and I thought, you know, for the first half hour until Porteous had a rush of blood and got himself stupidly sent off, I thought Hibs were the better side and I thought Rangers were struggling to ask them any questions and I think if that game had carried on that way, I think Hibs definitely would have got a result. But as soon as they went down to 10 men, they dropped deeper and that allowed Rangers to control the game and um, by this point, I think if we allow, uh, allow Rangers to do that by sitting off them, I think we could be in trouble. I'd like us to go there and, and play the way we've been playing, get in their faces, play a bit of football because I think you know it's a bigger pitch. I think we've got players that are really good footballers and I don't see why we can't you know go to, 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 to with Rangers. So it'll be interesting to see see how we do. But you're right, it's a tough October. Uh, we've got Dundee at home, you'd fancy us to win that one and then obviously St Johnson and Aberdeen away. If Hearts could get you know even nine points, I don't think anybody's delusional enough to think that we're going to go and win every single game. It would be lovely if we could. But I think nine points, I think, would be, would be a good return. A really good return.
2: <clears throat> well, Robbie's a young, ambitious manager. That's why I've always liked him. And, you know, you can't complain that every time we go to, go to Glasgow, we always give the old firm a game. We've never been humiliated under Robbie uh, um, in, in Glasgow. I've got the results here. His first game was a 2-1 victory against Rangers at Ibrox. Then we had a League Cup game against Celtic, whereas if Osman So scores a penalty, we gave him a good game that day. It's a different game. We Natalie lost 2-1. Uh, when we were already champions and then we drew 0-0 with Celtic the next game and then a couple of games obviously we had Celtic in League Cup last last month where it was 3-2, an arrow, an arrow defeat, we pushed them all the way so you know, whenever we go through to Glasgow with Robbie, it's always a tight game against Celtic and Rangers, we've never been humiliated I think this weekend will be the same we'll give Rangers a good game and hopefully we can be on the winning side this time but you can't argue that we've been unlucky a few times under Robbie in Glasgow um, And you know, Wait, in what game? Well, you know, we, we narrowly lost 3-2 at
1: Celtic yeah, Park and League no, Cup. No, excuse me, we should have been absolutely in, uh, annihilated in that first half. All because of his tactics that he got fundamentally <clears> wrong. You can sit there and say that... But when Robbie oh, did we've, change we've, it, we we got back No, no, game. listen, you can sit there and say that, oh, we've been unlucky and you know, all this sort of thing. But the fact is, we've won once, you know, uh, and that was at Ibrox in the opening day of the season, which we nearly threw away, right? Listen, Hearts were excellent that day, I'm not going to dispute that. Even the game that, they, that we lost in the Championship that season, 2-1, we were good that day. But the fact is, it's still a terrible record in Glasgow, and you can talk about whether because they've lost two one a couple of times or they've lost, you know, five 0 you still lose and you get sent home with zero points. So I think that's a shocking mentality to have. I would like there to, to to go there, have a go, play a bit of football. The best performance I actually seen from us at Ibrox was under Levine when we got we got Beat 3-1 and because he's stupid, try to be smart and we well, stupid offside trap, we're 1-0 doing inside three minutes. But listen, we created a lot of chances that day and we actually played some good stuff. But for me, you know, I want to see, a, I think we're a lot more defensively sound. I think we've got a lot more players that can hurt Rangers. We shouldn't be afraid of Rangers. Hibbs went there, they weren't afraid of Rangers. It was just because they had a daft centre-half who got himself sent off, which meant they had to change their tactics. I think if we go there, we play the football we're good at, we've got a really good chance. I don't want to see us sitting with 10 men behind the ball again.
2: We've always got a good chance with Robbie Nielsen as our manager. I think with his win ratio, and you look at the performances against the old firm in the past, I know that he's got in them to, to win this game, and I think that's hopefully what we're going to do on Saturday.
0: How are we going to set up then, Spencer? Is is Robbie Nielsen going to set up to, to win the game then?
2: Yes, but I do think he'll make some changes. I think he, he obviously was. Uh, I, th- I think I, c- I can almost guarantee that Nondeley will start up front. I, I think he wants that big guy up there. I think he's probably going to go a little bit direct. But that's not necessarily a bad thing against Rangers. It may be...
0: But, sh- uh, but surely... The argument that that Gordon's making... Well, doesn't does not change is, it is, from Motherwell. Is is, is go toe to toe with them because teams have gone toe to toe with them this year, this season, not this but, year. But, but this you've season. only got. But
2: it's because they've got Rangers on an off day. I I, th- I think Rangers will raise their game. They know that we're the only unbeaten team in the in the country at the moment. Um, I think, I think, I think you'll see a stronger Rangers performance. They know they can't be lacklustre like they were against Hibs or in previous games, and you know. I think we, we do need Rangers to have that off day if we are going to be winning. Because if they play at their best, then, and we play at our best, they're still going to win, unfortunately.
0: Surely that's a defeatist attitude. You know, you go on about Robbie Nielsen wanting to go and win the game. Um, surely, if he's going to try and win the game, he sets the team up to win the game. Well, he is. Robbie always sets his
2: team up to win every game. You've heard that from Robbie today in the press conference. He was talking about how he wants to go there and get the three
1: points. That's always been the case with Robbie. He says that every week and it doesn't, always, it doesn't always happen. Robbie Nielsen has never set up a team
2: for a draw. Well, you're I a liar. Could you give me an example?
1: <laughs> well, who but the fact that we went to Celtic Park, in Look, the cup he game got and they had right. 10... Look. No, exactly, but you've just seen he's never set up, no. no went. But he that, went there. quite clearly, so, was not me, to win. Excuse me,
2: Robbie went there. The manager went there with a win. He wanted to win that game and yeah, get us yeah, through to the yeah. quarterfinal well, d- of the Absolutely,
1: the absolutely cup. delusional. Craig Levine as well wanted to win every time he went through there. No, but I again, he was a loser, and he up to get beat. The fact of the matter is, Spencer... Create, uh, Robbie Nielsen right is a, is a loser he's a winner no well, he is he, in fact uh, and he's got a lot to sh- to change that narrative well, now for me if we go there now if we go there excuse me ratio, if, if we go there right change our tactics and we get beat then we're just going to criticize them but at least if he goes there and we do go to-, to-, to Rangers and we do lose we can say well maybe we're just we just aren't at that stage yet but listen at least we went there we played our football and we had a right go at them and you know Listen, we might ca- Rangers might have an off team, we might beat them. I think you're maybe overestimating this Rangers side a little bit. I think I've watched them this season quite a few times. They haven't impressed me. You know, not 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 overly. Like I said, that Hibs game, you know, I think Hibs would get a result there. Might have even won the game. Had they had the living men on the park. Motherwell went there and got a draw a few weeks ago there. Um Dundee United beat them at Tannadice. I mean Rangers were poor that day. I thought, you know, when even when they won at St Johnston, I thought they were they were bang average. For me, Rangers are a team that, that you can actually have a go at. You know, the pressure's on them because, they, you know, they're the champions, they have to regain their title, they're back having full houses, I, I don't know if I buy the whole, you know, they can't play in front of their own fans nonsense, but, you know, apart from last season, there's still a mentality um, question at Rangers, you know, they've won one trophy in 10 years, you know, let's not f- no pretend it's the Rangers of old, where they were a juggernaut and they would just wipe everything before them. I think there's a real opportunity for a Hearts, Hibs or an Aberdeen, well not Aberdeen now, but I think a Hearts or a Hibs, you know, to potentially push Celtic and Rangers all the way and maybe even get second place this season. Maybe even knock on the door of, of potentially taking the title race to May. You never know. Football's a funny way. And the fact is if Hearts do get a win on Saturday, they'll have beat Celtic and Rangers in the league this season. And for me, the Celtic game, uh, you know, it was a fantastic result, but it was a bang average performance and I thought we got away with one. The Rangers game coming up is a real opportunity to show us where we are as a team, I think we're playing a lot better, we have really good footballers, I'd like us to go there and play our game and get in about them and and it's a good test to see where we are because if we are do that and we fall short we can say right well maybe we could have done this a little bit better yada 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 but if we go there we change our style completely and it's the usual 10 men behind the ball and Rangers maybe even nick
0: it or whatever then what do you learn about your team by doing that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a mentality thing, though, isn't it, Gordon? You know, you, you want to go there, you know, put on a performance, so they they think to themselves, well, actually, Hearts are near in a false position. Yeah, and
1: I, I think definitely this is a, a good opportunity to see w- where Hearts actually are. Um, I think this month in general is. But, you know, I don't see why we, we should go to Ibrox and fear them. You know what I mean? Like I say, if they, they win 1 0, by us playing our game, and we just, we're just unlucky, you know, we're forced to keep on a few good saves. Um, they scored a really good goal, then you say, "Fine, you hold your hands up." Ibrox is a tough place to go, but you know, I think we can create chances. I think we can score goals. We shouldn't fear them. I think we've got players that have played there before, who have played against them, know what to expect when they go to Ibrox. And I think setting your team up to kind of be a bit defensive, I think will will cost us in the end. And um, and I hope we go there. We start the game brightly, you know. Turn, turn get their fans on their backs. You know what I mean. And then. You know, if you've got a lead going into fifteen minutes to go, then you start to get a little bit deeper, a little bit tighter. You know, as naturally as the game goes on. And then you know, we've got a world class goalkeeper. We might see it out, but I'd, I'd rather end uh, end the game that way than start the game that way.
2: Yeah, we just need to be careful. Rangers have players that can hurt us, obviously, Morelos and people like that. We just need to make sure we're ready for the challenge. You know, I think we we do have to keep it tight for a little bit of time. I think we need to get through the first 10, 15 minutes with the, the scoreline at nil nil. Um, Rangers will come right at us, just the same way that we were at Motherwell last week. That's what we were just talking about earlier
0: on. Spencer, surely we've got players that can damage them. Yeah, absolutely. Surely we've let's talk, let's talk hearts up a wee bit. You know, we're, no, we're unbeaten we're, in the of league. Of course, but but you, you know, know we've, we've got a team. There's a always enough team here that can
1: do damage. Of course, Rangers there's always an
2: incentive for the home team, though. Just look at Motherwell. I'm sure Motherwell were but thinking.
1: But the, but Rangers started slow against Hibs. You know what I mean? Look how they started that game, and that was because of the way Hibs set up. Rangers weren't ready for them, they couldn't play through them.
2: I think it was more to do with Rangers having an off day than oh, Jackson's tactics. Nonsense, I nonsense. I, 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 I do thought
1: Hibs started the game well, they got in their faces, they were aggressive, they didn't give it Rangers any time on the ball, they went 1 0 up deservedly. Rangers didn't have an answer f- uh, for them until the red card. They had to take Alan off, and that meant that they got more space in the middle of the park. If you give Rangers time and space, they will punish you, but I think we have the energy, we have the skill set to go in and get right in about them.
2: In my opinion, if we're going to take three points from Ibrox, we're going to have to keep a clean sheet. That's that's the reality, I would say. I don't think we can go behind early on, and I think Robbie will set us up in that way so that it is tight, but we will create chances on the break.
0: What, what do you think Hearts' ambition should be in the next couple of years, Spence? I mean, it should, I mean we've heard Joe Savage talk about, you know, building a team to, to win the league, because if you don't build a team to win the league and you build a team to finish third, you're going to finish sixth. You know, should the ambition for Hearts be to build a team that can win the league?
2: Yes, well that was always Robbie's ambition. When he first came to the club in 2014, he talked about getting Hearts promoted at the first time asking, getting in Europe and letting us challenge for the title. That was his ambition and he had a second place when he left the first time. And I think he wants to pick up where he left off. He wants us to challenge for the title, but he needs to build a team. You know, we were in the Championship last season. This season, it should have been just about, you know, top six Europe. But in a few years' time... Robbie, I do believe can have us challenging for the title and going to Celtic Park
0: and Ibrox and winning. As a Hearts fan, though, you shouldn't be thinking to yourself, "Top six is a is a good season." Come on, any any time, at any time, bad team, good team. We've had worse teams that finished third than this team. You know,
2: it's our first season back up. We had a horrendous season the year before under Daniel Two Windstendle and Mr. Levine, uh, where we got relegated. I'm still scarred from that. We finished like fifth, sixth, sixth before that. So you know, just a, a sort of steady season to get us, you know, back up w- would up. have been acceptable. Honestly,
1: football but moves on very, very quickly, and but clearly, and clearly, but very, very, clearly very
2: top six, sixth place wouldn't be good enough this season. I think fourth is a minimum now. After seeing the way teams of uh, yeah, but you just said top
1: six would would be would, would yeah, be before the season started, no, I'm talking about no, 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 no. It's mentality, the the wage budget that the Hearts have and the money that they're about to spend, top six should no. never ever just be good enough. Well, how, and did, I think how did we get relegated then? Because, listen, we were badly mismanaged. We had a terrible scouting system. We had a guy who had too much control. I've went on and on about this. Everyone knows why Hearts got relegated because he pissed so much money up against the wall bringing in losers. Now, I think we have a different mentality. Because we, were, we have a winner under Mr. Nielsen. No, 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 no. We've brought in players who are good enough to play at this level and they're showing that by playing a decent offensive way. I yeah. think if you change that, and the one time that I did see us, well, the two times this season we've been... Pretty negative, uh, as been against Celtic on the opening day of the season. Yeah, we won the game, but it's because we gambled at the end when Nandale came on for the last 15 minutes. But there was large parts of that game where we were camped in our own half. I don't watch that type of football, especially against what is now a bang average Celtic team. And then obviously the the Celtic away, we are. Aye, Celtic were really good that day. But I thought it was a lot down to do with, with Hearts, Hearts' tactics. You know what I mean? Dundee United went there and got a point. You know, it's it's Motherwell went to Ibrox and got a point. Hibs should have
0: got a result. Does, does Robbie then deserve plaudits if he does go for it at Ibrox, or should he be going for it anyway?
1: Well, I just think, you know, you should set up your team to, to go in and win the game and, and have a go and see where you are as, as a football club. Listen, anybody can lose at Ibrox in Parkhead, but... It's all about the performance and what you see uh, from a progression point of view. You know, I'd love to see Hearts go toe-to-toe and play a bit of football, not come away with a game where we've had 19% possession or whatever it is and zero shots on target. I don't want to watch that football. We pay good money to go and watch the football club all over the country. We want to see us go toe-to-toe with the best teams in the country. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yes, we might lose because that's football, but it's all about the performance and you want to see your players digging themselves out of holes and having a go and... Playing a bit of really good football, that that's ultimately what we want to see, and I want to see Hearts go to Ibrox and play that way. Teams have took results off Rangers and Celtic. I just think that this season you'll never get a better chance to do something. This season, I just think both of them are are dodgy. Celtic and Rangers, I think they're they're there to drop points, and I don't think there's any. Ch- I just think you know Hearts have got a really really good opportunity now, and if they go and get um they go and get a win at Ibrox, that blows the title race wide open, and you can't discount Hearts after that. Um, and I think that's only a good thing. Is it still, early days? Oh, still, of course, it's still early days. But, but no, no, absolutely. But you couldn't, you couldn't discount the start because we would have beat Rangers and Celtic. With, I mean, the Celtic game in particular, we didn't play that well. Um, should have, you know, beat Aberdeen. Didn't play that well either. And then obviously we've we've went to uh, we played Hibs as well. You know, you could argue that either side could have won that game. You know, we've beaten Dundee any other way. We've beaten St Mirren. You know, the, the, these are all teams that you would you would see as tough teams you know Dundee United and, and St Mirren in particular um, you know they can get res- they've took results off of uh, you know both halves of the old firm um, recently um, Dundee United beat Rangers at Tanadice and then the next game you know, two weeks later we turned up and beat them 2-0 and, and showed them up and you know I've heard a few few kind of players and a few sort of pundits say that Hearts are the best team that they've seen this season now I mean that, that's, that is interesting but that's because we're playing to our strengths and if we go to Ibrox you know Take that confidence and let's see where it takes us. Does Nielsen then deserve credit for the start that we've made? Yeah, of course he does, because you know, ultimately he's the manager. Um, and and I'll I'll, I'll praise Robbie Nielsen at the hill when he deserves to be to to be praised. But I mean, there's times where he has been negative and it's cost him. And I just think you know when he first came in at Hearts and we won we won the title in the championship he was really, you know, he wasn't negative, he went in there and he was hungry, he, he got a real winning mentality at Hearts and, you know, the football we're playing was really good, we just blew teams away and I think if you can, you know, and I think you look at the team that we have now, you know, it's it's got a similar feel about it and I think, you know, momentum's a key thing in football, um, you know, you take it to the next week next week, you know, if we beat Rangers here, we've got Dundee, rock bottom who haven't won a game at Tyncastle, if Hearts get a win at Ibrox, Tyncastle will be absolutely packed, it'll be sold out. Go there, get another win. That takes you in two very tough away games. If Hearts can go and get results and end October unbeaten, wow! You know what what a position they are in. And then you just take it a game at a time and see where it takes us. And I think you know if we are still in that top three, um, top two, maybe even top by by the turn of the year, who knows what can happen? Because Hearts have got a bit, you know, I've got some resources that can strengthen in January as well.
2: <clears throat> yeah, it's still a bit too early to to look at the league table, though. But what I would say, um. When every team's played each other twice, so you know when you're at game what number 22 or something like that, um, if my maths is correct, uh, that that's when you can start to look at the league table and I think that takes you into like New Year time, isn't it? So once we're past the, the Derby, Easter Road and all that. So we'll see where we are then and maybe we can strengthen in January. But let's be honest here, games against Rangers away from home are not going to define our season. It would be good to get a, a result there, or at least a good performance. You know the games against Dundee and St Johnston coming up are as, as our bread and butter. They're somewhat bogey teams for us, especially going through at McDermott Park. But we'll see how we get on at, um, at Ibrox this weekend. Hopefully, it's a good performance. I have faith in Robbie. I always have, always will, and I think we can get a special result there this weekend. and It'll be down at Robbie. Who
0: are the, who are the danger men for Hearts then going into this game?
2: Uh, I'd like to see Mackay play. Uh, I think he's been brilliant actually. I've been so impressed with him. He <laughs> the first time I seen him playing I was like he just reminded me like Jack Grealish the way he looks and all that and the way he plays as well actually. So hopefully he can have that sort of impact for us. Um <clears throat> our defence needs to have a good game, obviously. So that'll be an interesting one. See how Mr. Halkett gets on. I've always had faith in him. I know Gordon hasn't, but that's interesting. I don't know. Is Suitor available? Is he is he in contention for this weekend? So we'll see. Maybe if he changes that and brings him back in. Of course, you can always rely on Craig Gordon. But let's hopefully, hopefully he has another good game because I think we are going to be calling upon him at some point. You would think. Um, but yeah, we just need to do our own game, see how we are. Um, it would I don't it would be interesting to see. I, I'd possibly be tempted to go for the one up front, try and boss the midfield. I, I think I think that's what he should maybe do. Put put Nondely up front in his own. Put Boyce on the bench and bring him on later. Shut up.
1: Well, I just think oh, aye, that's what he drop you drop your top your top goal scorer, AI, oh, eh? well, stick him on the bench. S- yes. you know, excuse me, half of, Unball, half of them have been penalties.
2: Half of them have been penalties. Still got to score them. Any,
1: well, and he half missed one against Motherwell. That doesn't matter. Still yeah. scored, didn't he? Yeah, but he's missed two a few penalties. You're delusional. After. You see, at the start the start of last season, you were telling me that Boyce isn't good enough, and you you, you, you harped on about that he was now good enough. Now look at him. He scored something like twenty six goals in fifty one games. Yeah but half of them have been like tap-ins and easy oh, penalties and that you know
2: whereas I see I think you see some real skill from non-delay and people like that but we'll see that later I like I,
1: yeah, so I think he that could do a job in this of. division but he's not He's not a target man that's not his game I think if you had watched him properly you would know that the fact of the matter is well, although he's a big guy he wants the ball at his feet he's actually quite comfortable in, in in taking opinion, on players yeah. he's not somebody who's going to hold the ball up he just doesn't do that it's not his game
2: In my opinion there's better strikers out there than boys but we'll discuss that later Oh really like Like no, that's not the question. No, no, no question, you've, you've, of ju- I you've just said that. Who's, uh, who's a better striker than William Boyce then? I would like to see... Who? Uh, William Answer the question. That I certainly think is a better all-round football player than him. So you, you think that is better than Boyce? I would say so. Just he's put a, the he, mic down and get I, I, it. I, I think without a shadow of a doubt he is, he's more of You're an all-round delusional. football player. Absolutely delusional. Mr. Boyce scores penalties and tap-ins, you know, it ain't
1: that hard, let's be honest. He's a fantastic all-round, he's an international striker that we got for 250 grand. I'd like to see anybody else get better value than that. I just don't think our
2: style of play would change that much if he got an injury and he was out for four or five.
1: No, listen, I I, I don't doubt that Nandalley could play in a front three. I've said that before, you know, with a, a Mackay Steven or a Mackay or a Ginelli, either side of him. I think, you know, he can come in he could he could definitely do that job. He could also play in a two. I just don't see him playing as a lone striker. He's just he just doesn't that's not his game. Um for me, you know, he's better when he you get the ball at his feet, when he's running at players. Um, He's that type of player. He's not going to hold the ball up for you. It's just not his game. Um, I think everybody assumes when a striker is over six foot that somehow they're a big hatchet target man. That's not the case. You know, the guy can play a bit of football. He scored 17 goals or whatever it was for Blackpool at a good level. So he's a good player. But to suggest that somehow he's better than Liam Boyce, whose goal record, wherever he's been, has been absolutely tremendous, is delusional.
2: If Liam Boyce was through on goal at Ibrox in the last minute, would you have faith in him to score? Yeah, of course I would, because he's, he's, I he's a striker. He's I a I lethal wouldn't.
1: striker. I, I've seen he's him miss many form. of those chances. No, no, he scores no
2: tap-ins and penalties. I've never seen a goal where I'm like, oh my God. God I he's I a proud.
1: penalty box striker, and actually he scored quite a few of them in the Championship, to be fair. Some really, really good Against goals. Against poor goalkeeping. Oh, listen. I, mean, I, I think non you know, you, you go on about like Robbie Nielsen and, and the mentalities and all, that sort of thing but then there's a guy who scores I mean you're just making a fool yourself I mean because he's I he think you're making a fool when no, you I talk about I
2: Mr Nielsen and the 65% win ratio you say that's not good enough 75 65% win ratio you say that's it's went down 10% is it that's since we started the but, show but you, you talk about no. Leon Boyce's goals and half of them have been tap but you, you no, half give, of you
1: them haven't been tapped a give, striker's job is you you to score goals a manager's job is to win football games and when it's the big 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 games his record is poor don't try and say otherwise because it's not
2: 2-1, Osmond So. That was a big game he won that. He beat Hibs in a semi-final.
1: He right, great. There's two games. Two games at he won. He beat Celtic, Celtic
2: this season. Aberdeen. Robbie Nielsen wins when did beat the big Aberdeen? games.
1: And uh, it was last time he was here. It oh, okay, was okay. so he three will, and a half years ago. I, I think
2: I Robbie care. will get us a result this weekend. And he will silence the haters like you again.
1: Not listen. I'd love to see Robbie Nielsen do really, really well. He's a good hearts man. I've always said this for a long, long time. But to suggest that somehow he's the, the greatest manager in a club's history is wrong.
0: But, don't, but the, the stats are there, Gordon. I mean, it's 65%, as Spencer says, win ratio. That that, that shouldn't be sniffed at, should it? It's, it's quite easy to think. look
1: at percentages, isn't oh, it? Listen, I'm not going to start comparing Robbie Nielsen to previous Hearts managers because, let's be honest with you, a lot of these Hearts managers have had a lot of shit to play with. Robbie Nielsen, for me, Robbie Nielsen, for me has one of the, the best Hearts squads at his disposal. And I think if he plays them properly then he will get results and he will do well this season. But the issue is, it's for me, it's alright beating your bread and butter sides, but ultimately, you want to see your team go toe-to-toe in the biggest games. And
0: I just think, you know... I mean, listen, it's got better. I'm not saying it's not. I suppose another caveat that you probably put into that is he's had two seasons in the Championship as well. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And that's why I'm talking about percentages. It's just... It's, it's delusional. He'd done well when we came up, but I still think Hart should have been better. Because they should have finished second that season and won the cup. I, I I don't see I don't see anything wrong with having a bit of ambition. I tell it how I see it, and it's nothing to do with having you know uh, agendas against Robbie Nielsen or that sort of thing. I'd love to see Robbie Nielsen, prove me wrong. Hearts do an invincible season and win the title. No one would be happier than me. I can assure you. But the fact is, I know what I've seen previously, and he's got he he, he has to change things in the bigger games
2: the win percentage well what's the championship season's got to do with that it took hibbs three years to get out of the championship it took rangers two years you know the, the yeah, the
1: yeah but you still put, you've ju- you've just ta- you've just said the same thing about liam boyce oh, the majority goes win the championship and now you're talking now you're using that argument for robbie nielsen no oh, double standards double standards aye you said against crap i've
2: never seen liam boyce going to go like oh my god that is sensational I've, I've seen never some seen really good goals. His like
1: Rangers ball. goal was brilliant. Took that one off. a deflection, you mean. It wasn't a deflection. Yeah. It was not a deflection. Scored a good goal at uh, St Johnson the previous week They Struggled with his fitness a little Liam bit. Liam Boyce. But came back listen, where uh, Liam Boyce just scores tapping. Listen, Anyone? Liam Boyce got hearts promoted. It wasn't Robbie Nielsen, by the way. It oh, was here we go Liam again. Yeah, here we go well, it was. again. It wasn't Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah, there well, we go.
2: There's your uh, agenda.
1: Yeah. Well, well, listen. Look back at Robbie Nielsen's decisions last season when he, he kept Berra in for all those games. As soon as he took better out, we suddenly started Scotland keeping clean sheets. Big Christoph Berra right. that's now got Wraith
2: Rovers challenging for the title. That was oh,
1: uh, Is this the same Christoph Berra that let in four goals in, in the last 25 minutes against Hamilton on the opening day of the season? He'd been very unfair Look at you, you can't even take yourself seriously.
0: We'll move on and talk about Scotland after all that. Well, you know, a, a good win over Israel. We, we were there at the game gordon i mean we, we did walk in uh quite late um to witness the, the screen seeing goal we've still not seen that goal yeah well i've seen it back now it was a free kick
1: but um yeah no you're right just walking up the stairs no i seen was the goal and the israel badge and I had to laugh but um yeah i was very jack- on Hyde from scotland i thought you know i thought there was parts of both o- over the over both games i'm talking about um i thought you know first half against israel they were poor um you know, gave away two poor goals. I know the free kick, obviously, but it was a pretty sloppy foul in the first place. Um, and then raised their game in the second half, and I thought they were absolutely brilliant. You know, they got the crowd behind them, and they fought all the way at the end. And and you know, and and really, that's the first time in a long time we've heard the Hamden roar back again. So um, it was a fantastic win against Israel because they were right up our arse. You know, there was it was a huge game. It was you know, for me, it was one of these six pointers you get in the groups. They've had a fantastic campaign, Israel, and they're a really, really good technical side. But in the end, I think the experience of Scotland um, was too much for them in the end. And I think you know Scotland had the energy towards the towards the gate towards the end, um, changed the the formation a little bit, and um, and were unlucky not to to win by a few more goals. But I thought you know certainly first half was poor, second half, and it was you know the, to go into the game against the Pharaohs, I think on on such a high from from the weekend was always going to be difficult because, you know, you had that they put so much into the the second half in particular against Israel and um, that it was always going to be a tough game against the Pharaohs. And I thought, you know, we've got the win and that's the main thing, you know, it's a tough place to go. Denmark, I mean, I think they scored at a similar a similar moment. I think they were playing against ten men. Um so it is it is very tough uh to, to win international games, especially away from home. But I think we've had a really good campaign. I think if we can finish it off against Moldova and then at least we go into the Denmark game knowing that we're already through and maybe it'll, it'll be quite an entertaining game and, and then we've got the playoffs to look forward to at the start of next year so Scotland are in a good place at the moment I think if they can get back, back to, to playing like they did particularly in the second half against Israel having a full hand in behind them then people will really get behind the national team again and um, it's refreshing to see.
0: It was a great atmosphere at the end of the game against Israel, wasn't it? The, the yes, sir, I can boogie, you know, singing, dancing. It was. Well, that's what it's all about. It
1: was, yeah. Yeah. The, the Scotland fans are the best in the world. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. They are. I mean, they, they travel in their numbers everywhere they go. There's not an international fan base who's better. And I think you know when when Scotland are winning, when they're playing really good football, the country just becomes alive. You have seen how it was fever pitch and and. Um, during the Euros, it was fantastic. You know, tw- how many other nations would take twenty thousand down the road to London? You know, I just it just doesn't happen. I think you know, for a country that that continually delivers up shite on a plate, we we didn't have to stick with our national team, and um and it's fantastic to see us getting a wee bit back on the pitch again. You know, moments like that, last minute winners are are why you you know you you go to the football and you travel all over the world, um watching them. You know, I was I think me and obviously. Uh, Big Dunk, who, who I got the Scotland games with. He, me, and him were in Moscow where we got cuffed four uh, nil. We're in Brussels where we got cuffed three nil. We went to uh, a few years ago Slovakia with David. We got cuffed three nil there. So I've seen some uh, abject performances. But the reason why you go to these games is for moments like that. You know when when. When, when they do kind of give you something back you know and you remember these sort of um, these games and, and these goals and, and that, that's again the Israel game that we'll be talking about for, for years to come
0: In the Faroe Islands game Spencer um, Craig Gordon made a fantastic save um, in the second half I mean We've seen him do it numerous times for Hearts. Sh- should he have probably played um, in the the Euros for Scotland? Oh, yeah, if
2: you look back at some of the mistakes Marshall made, especially that halfway line goal. Uh, but talking about top quality strikers, Lyndon Dykes is certainly one. I think that's someone that we could, you know, potentially use at Hearts. So I think he would be. A good. I don't think he's signing for hearts. Yeah, but someone in the future that we could, you know, talking about Boyce and a top quality striker. I think Lyndon Dykes is something. Is someone that, that Boyce could look to. But talking about Scotland, yes, I think Craig Gordon. We could, uh, we could have used him at the Euros. You've seen his quality the other day. It was a great save against the Faroe Islands. I, I don't really keep up to date with international football as much as we, as much as I should. Because I was just expecting a six nil win like we did in two. Was it Euro two thousand and eight qualifying? Yeah. So, Faroe Islands have obviously improved quite a bit since then. They actually looked all right. I think they had a few half decent chances, especially in the first half. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good result for Scotland. They got the three points, and hopefully, they just finish it off next month and secure that playoff position. And we'll see how we we get on in the playoffs. Hopefully, get to the World
0: Cup. Do you think we've got a, a chance to get to Qatar, even with the playoffs?
2: <clears throat> yeah, it depends who we get in the the play. I don't know what sort of teams we could end up facing. Uh I think it would be a it could potentially be a, a more difficult team than the the playoff for the euros last November, so it'll be interesting to see who we get.
1: We're in a good position um seeded wise I think so um we've actually got a really good opportunity i think um to be honest, I think we'll be at home for the semi final given our points tally will be seeded for that and then I think the final is just a toss of the coin and hopefully this time, you know, we'll get a, a playoff final at Hamden because, you know, you've seen what, what influence the crowd could have in a one-off game, you know, I think it would be electric um, and, you know, you want to see Scotland getting back and getting famous results at Hamden again, it's not happened for a long time but I think, you know, I said we're not the the most wonderful on the eye but we've got, a, we've got good players who play at a really good level, good grafters and I think, you know... Um, obviously you talk about Dykes and he's scoring, he's scoring a lot of goals but you would expect him to score those goals because he's playing with world-class players who are able to put in fantastic balls right on him you know and, and there was a few he missed to be fair but um, you know you want you want a striker who's who's scoring a lot of goals for, for your country you know I think Shea Adams as well is a really good player and hopefully he can get a run of goals uh, similar as well because when you've got two, two strikers who are Firing on all cylinders, it's fantastic for the nation. So, um, yeah, listen. Ho- hopefully, they'll they'll continue getting better and better. Hopefully, we'll keep bringing players through, like your Billy Gilmore's, you know, your Andy Robertson's, these guys, uh, Kieran Tierney. I think you know, world class players. And it's uh, it's good to see.
0: It sort of feels weird, both Hearts and Scotland doing quite well.
1: Okay, I'll come crashing back down soon enough. Don't you worry about that, Ross.
0: <laughs> Predictions.
1: Um. I don't know. I I think Hearts can, can can get a shock result. I I think you know. I've just got a wee feeling. Actually, going to Ibrox, Ellis, and I might be totally wrong, I and mean, we might be doing our usual out the door by sixty-five minutes. But um, yeah, I think Hearts can get a result. Um, I'd love to see us go there and, and get a result. I really would, and get a win. But I I don't I don't think we'll lose. So I'm going to say, I think nil nil. I think
2: Robbie will set us up well and we'll go there all out. But I think refereeing decisions might cost us. That always happens at Ibrox. Uh, I think they may have a say. I don't know who the referee is going to be. But if we do lose, it'll be the referee's fault and not Robbie's, I'm sure. Um, So
0: I'm going to say 1-1. I'm going to go 1-0 Hearts. I think we'll win.
2: Nondalee, not Boyce.
0: Uh, Liam Boyce with the goal. I think Liam Boyce to the goal. A tap in um and a 1-0 win for hearts i've just got a sneaky feeling we're going to win thank you for joining us this week spencer and thank you as ever gordon um yeah hopefully we can at least get a result at ibrox and stay unbeaten in the league um and yeah we'll be back with you next week until then goodbye